0: Welcome to Pushing Boundaries with T&A. I'm T. And i am t and i am A. And we're, uh, we're here to probe conventional thought and question your mainstream beliefs. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And tonight we're talking about, we have on uh, the wonderful Veronica Monet. I'm so excited to have her here. And we're going to be talking about female ejaculation. She's got a couple things to say about that.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I have to express ignorance here. We'll get into that. And then uh, we're going to be talking about anger. How anger can empower you as a woman. And how you can spice up your sex life by bringing your anger into your relationship, which is really going to be helpful for me because I, 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 I have some anger, anger issues.
1: Anger. Do you, you don't? I don't express my anger in my relationships, which I think is is limiting. Yeah. I'm
0: like I, I can turn into a five year old, and it's really frustrating. So
1: um, you're a fireballer.
0: I yes, it's taken me a, a you know my whole lifetime to get to, <laughs> to get to some degree of uh, control that I have now. But anyway. So we're gonna have Veronica on uh in a little bit and uh we're gonna talk about um
1: Do you wanna fill the audience all kinds in of stuff on just her background a little bit?
0: Yeah, well she's she's fascinating. Uh I've been following her work for a couple of years and um she's she's the author of a book called Sex Secrets of Escorts. Uh she was an escort for about fourteen years and I love the the insight and the depth that she it seems, from what I know, brought to her work. Her book is really interesting, and she's also a certified sexologist, a certified sex educator, and an anger management specialist. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Ejaculation. <laughs>
0: ejaculation.
1: I had a friend who would just um, could do it all the time, and I was really jealous. A,
2: could eject a, ja- s- fem- well, a squirt, female, right?
1: So there's there's apparently s- variations, right? right? Is it is it just when you're extremely wet, or is you know, or is it squirting? It's kind of both, right?
0: I, I, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think it is like extremely wet is different. I think it's an actual,
1: they are coming from different secretions. I think. Yeah. Well, Veronica will fill us in. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I was just going to say that, that my friend would do, I guess the technical squirting. Um, and and I, I was just like, how do you do that? I don't I know. you know, and, and I guess there's some sort of rhythmic finger motion that can help make it happen.
0: Well, I did watch a video on YouTube about, um, this guy who was trying to teach it, but I, I don't know. I, my experience has been that I've never done it. I've never seen anything squirt from my vagina, urethra, anything. Right.
1: Me either. I, I've
0: never understood, does it come, is it supposed to come from my urethra? Is it supposed to come from my vagina? I have no idea. I've seen it done in porns. Porn.
1: Well, I was I, with a guy who swore he knew how to do it. But and, it didn't work? Well, I think once he was like, no, you did, but it's not necessarily visible. Like, but I was like, oh, but I want to see the fireworks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to see <laughs> something like, That's stream the fun part. from yeah. me. But, and so I've had a one partner who was like hell bent on trying to get me to do this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why? So you can stroke your male ego and.
1: Oh, so you couldn't, you couldn't yeah, go there because you are well, kind of bothered by the, the was power dynamic. I like,
0: Exactly. I, and this could just, I'm sure it probably was just my sort of cultural programming of like, you know, male pigs, I don't know, whatever. And I, I don't know, I, I, reg- <laughs> I don't regret it, but I'm just saying, I think there was probably an issue there, but. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like, well, what the hell? Like for what? Like, is it going to make me feel better? Is it, how does it serve me in any way other than making you feel good about yourself for, uh, <laughs> for making me squirt? So yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Like, does the... it
1: actually increase any sort of reaction or if you're squirting, does that mean that you're having a more intense or, you know, like, like the, I, I don't think they're necessarily correlated, but in theory, when you're really aroused, you probably couldn't squirt more easily, I would think. Uh, I mean, I don't know. and I know squirting's different, but I, uh, you know, uh, I think female ejaculation is both. I mean, to ejaculate is to have some sort of release. I mean, and so, so I had one. If you, I call always called it puddling. I feel like I puddled once, <laughs> 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 but you know, whatever they call it, gushing or you know, you know, kind of a waterfall. And puddling I, works. I made a little puddle. Puddling
0: is cute. Yeah. How big was your puddle? T.
1: I mean, a puddle is a puddle. Like, like are we talking
0: like feet in diameter?
1: N- well, once it's spread on the comforter,
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> no, like two, like like no, what yeah, two maybe, feet?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's impressive. I've never seen a puddle. I, my biggest puddle has been like a f- couple few inches.
1: Okay, yeah, no, but we're right. It, mine is all. It, it never happened again. hasn't It only happened that one time. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I was kind of like. What a mystery. How do I get that to happen again?
0: Here's the thing. I agree with you. There, as much as I, I have judgments, I have to admit that I do have judgments against it because in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's oh, just wow. some... I have to admit this. When I was exploring this for tonight, I'm like, how do I really feel about this whole topic? And immediately, all I think about or are, are, you know, porn flicks and uh, porn stars and that it's like just some... You know, f- not freak of nature oh, kind of thing. Like
1: a fetishized, like or, Look at this uh, trick pony. Exactly,
0: exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to be a freak show. Right. You know, for my partner. And uh, okay, as I'm saying this, it me, it sounds completely ignorant and naive of me. But I'm being honest with you. No, but I think i being very way, honest. I
1: think that's the way a lot of people encounter it. Like, yeah. when you just sort of hear about it, or yeah, in these porn, you know, videos, there isn't any real relationship tied to it. But I do think there are women who it happens to more organically.
0: Well, um, I was reading about, yeah, and it was, and there are all these, and actually it it became a really sad thing because then I was reading all these women's stories about how they do it all the time. Yeah. And their partner would make them, you know, they didn't know what they were doing because there's so much ignorance around the whole thing. And so everyone, you know, they thought they were peeing and they were all embarrassed and like, that would suck.
1: Right, they, that they being said, it. well yeah. if you do it, research it and then and then you can explain to your partner what your situation you to is. I feel like
0: a sex goddess. And here's the other flip side of that is that even though I do have this like, oh, it's a porn thing and it's a freak show, you know, trick pony thing, a part of me is a little is a little perturbed that I can't do it.
1: <laughs> because I
0: feel like I am not able to bring I feel like it is something that's desired by men. Men want to see you squirt or, you know, come like I that. Like that's, and I, I feel like, I, well, damn it. I can't do that.
1: Yeah. I don't think men are sitting around going, well, that you was don't? nice, but she didn't squirt.
0: <laughs> no. However,
1: it's been, there's been a huge
0: increase in porn searches for squirting. Well,
1: there's an interest Massive. In it. No, sure. Cause it is interesting. It's a novel but I, thing. Right. That's what I'm saying is Although it's a not. novelty. Like it would be cool if it happened, but I don't think anyone's you know, like, I don't think a guy is going, well, I'm not going to come if she doesn't squirt. I mean, I'm no. not, you know, I can't get excited.
0: No, but I do have had partners who have been like, oh, let's make you squirt. I want
1: to make you squirt, Right, baby. they're focused sort on of. it. Yeah, I haven't had any I haven't had anyone really focus on it. I mean, I, I feel like it was almost at my request, you know, like the, really? the guy that I said was like, oh, I can I can do that for you. And I was like, really? I was like, okay, let's work on it. <laughs> but well, that that came to the point where actually... He, um, he worked a lot on like putting pressure on certain areas. Right. And one of them was, um, basically, I mean, it's, it's like the G spot area, like massaging that wall. And, and essentially he would say, when you feel like you need to pee, you need to push like, like try and pee and you're not going to be able to because of the pressure that's being like applied and because you're aroused and all this stuff. But yeah, basically he would say, no, no, just like go for it. Like you're going to pee.
0: It like just doesn't sound muscles. like fun for me. I, I, yeah, I, it
1: felt very anatomical at first, but I think that's once, very
0: close-minded of me. But I, hey, I'm admitting my ignorance. But I feel like
1: it's a bit, a bit of a process of learning. And yeah. then, and it's true, I couldn't pee. It was yeah, you'd feel it, you'd feel that urge to pee, and then it's almost like follow the little, follow the trail. Hmm. You know, follow where the pressure is.
0: Can you have sex when you, uh, when you have to pee?
1: I find that it can sometimes increase my the level of my orgasm. Really? Because yeah. I
0: find that it's almost impossible for me to I really don't think I can orgasm if I have to pee. oh interesting and I wonder if this has something to play into I don't know maybe well that and maybe there's anatomical
1: differences maybe I don't know I find that apply like greater pressure can help the orgasm come more more steadily and and stronger um yeah uh Hmm. Hmm. sometimes I do have to go pee and sometimes I think gosh darn it (laughs) it was gonna be a Harder orgasm, but now I've got to pee because I actually do need to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, I don't, yeah, that's about, that's my limited experience with female ejaculation. Although I, I would love to learn from talking with Veronica and and see, I don't have some homework, I guess.
1: Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> a great idea.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, let's meet Veronica and uh, ask her what her experience is and whatnot, and then we'll get into some interesting stuff. Miss Veronica, are you there? Yes. Hi. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah.
1: Let's see through the two of you. It was quite intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> Did all kinds of questions come up? Were you like, I know the answer to all of those? <laughs> uh, I do actually, but, but that's kind of my job as a sexologist. So that is true. Um. So, what's yeah, your experience?
0: So, is this something? Are you familiar? I know you have a lot to say about this because there's a lot of articles out there that you want to fire back at. But what's your experience? with this kind of thing?
2: Well, my personal experience with it is, um, it's twofold. I'm a bisexual female, so I have an experience as a woman and I have an experience as a lover of women. So, hmm. um, as a female, um, I've been an ejaculator since since the beginning. Um, really? I didn't, e- yeah, I didn't ejaculate with my very, very first orgasm or the very first time I had sexual intercourse, but, uh, the very first time I masturbated, I did, and I, wow. I, I didn't wow. masturbate. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't masturbate until I was 18 and in college. No. Come on. I, oh, I was, I was raised in a very, very religious Christian cult. that was horrible and oppressive. Wow. But, um
1: I don't think anyway, I was ever told I, what it was. I, like, I didn't I, know I was I, I used to
2: wait until my roommate fell asleep, and then I would uh, masturbate. And, and it was very, very wet, and the bed was soaked, and I was embarrassed, but I thought that was normal. And then I read the Penthouse Forum. And this is, this is a long time ago, guys. I mean, I'm 55 this year, so... Ooh, happy birthday. Na- 1978. Uh, Penthouse Forum came out with uh, a deer or something, though I I'm wetting the bed, is that normal? And Penthouse came back and said, um, you're incontinent. Really? Uh, really. Yeah, and I and I'm 18 and I'm thinking, Oh my god, I'm peeing in the bed. This is terrible. I have to stop. <laughs> oh, oh, this is nineteen seventy eight. Yes. Uh, so I I start uh, teaching myself not to ejaculate because I'm convinced that it's, it's problematic and right. that it's horrible and, and disgusting and terrible. Wow. And and I went to all that trouble, and then I think uh, we're talking like two years later, uh, Beverly Whipple comes out with her book, The G-Spot. Right. I read that, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's not, tea." Ejaculate,
1: <laughs> right, right, and you're normal,
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know the problem was i had I'd retrained uh all of my uh sexual response away from it, and it took a long time for me to recapture my ability to ejaculate, really um huh. oh yeah yeah I was i was I was still just so so shame based about it, it was hard and and the thing about not ejaculating for me, somebody who was born to do it is that uh I, I did not find my orgasm or sex nearly as satisfying as as with the with the ejaculation. So right, like and no I also was more more prone to getting bladder infections with <gasps> sexual intercourse too.
0: Interesting. Wow. By not ejaculating, by holding back.
2: Well, it's because the ejaculate goes through the urethra. That was one of your questions. Does it come out of the vagina or does it come out of the urethra? Yeah. It comes out of the urethra. Right.
1: Um
2: and in the process, it can clear any, um, you know, um, germs or or whatever, Bacteria. you know, gunk, yeah. mm-hmm. away. And and that's why oftentimes you're advised to, to urinate after sexual intercourse, but a lot of us don't, especially if you're
1: young and in college and drunk. I always um, <laughs> do. I'm religious about it. <laughs> Me too, Yeah. <laughs> But That's I so hear you, yeah. Actually, it was a you boyfriend. You be lazy about it. It was a boyfriend in college who taught me to do that. Really? Actually, he'd be like, go pee. Go pee right now. Wow. I know. We're in a new age. Good man. <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. Exactly. And I can remember the first time I came in a guy's face and saw the look of shock and horror. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he have a warning at all?
2: <laughs> or did you no, just... It's, it's- it's fascinating now, you know. We're talking about uh, your generation, and it's like, no, there's this expectation you shall ejaculate. Right. And, and I think that's just horrible. It's horrible. I, I, you know, some of what happens in the, the uh, pornos are real, and some of it's fake. Um, and to have anybody's sexuality held up to a pornographic standard is it, it's just, it's, you Ridiculous. know, it's oppressive and yeah. it's, it's unrealistic. Right, like it's 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 just not what it's about. Guys will want their girlfriends to do what they saw in the porno, but they're not doing what those guys do. You know, they Mm -hmm. they would have to keep it up for several hours, now, wouldn't
0: they? Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's really true. Um,
2: You know what? You know what's interesting, though. I just I want to say we kind of go under the under the assumption that all women have the. the potential to be able to ejaculate, but it, it's not for sure. There's actually quite a bit of research out there that says there's variations in the uh, structure of the female prostate. So some women have got um, a very um, developed prostate and other women do not. So like 8 to 10% of the female population uh, may not be able to ejaculate at all. It's, it's a possibility.
1: So um, as
2: sex educators, we don't usually rule that out, but we also don't want to set up these standards to say that every woman should um, or that somehow or another she's missing something sexually. The fact is that women's uh, sexual anatomy varies drastically. There's um, even different placement of the urethra. Um, Usually it's right between the vaginal opening and the um, clitoris. But sometimes the urethra is actually just just tucked up, kind of on the top part of the vaginal um, entrance. Mm, and if yeah. um, if nurses who have to, um, um
0: put in a catheter, insert,
2: uh, yeah. yes, insert a catheter, uh, it, it's in their instructions to uh, you know first try to find the urethra between the between the vagina and the clitoris. And if they can't find it there, they're supposed to just go right inside the uh, vagina. So. If you see that much variation and then, then all this variation in the construction of the prostate and also just the size of the prostate, sometimes it's really developed and sometimes it's not. Okay, wait. It suggests that Can we a... need to yeah. allow women to honor their own experience.
0: That's true. I agree with you. However, <laughs> I wonder, given that there, I think that there's a lot of...
1: Well, yeah, Wait, a, did you have a question about okay, yes, like a, qu- a technical question? Well it was it was
0: a technical question about uh I, I didn't okay, so what we're calling the female prostate, is it actually just a prostate? Like I didn't
1: yeah, I mean I was reading that it kind of almost is around the urethra, like a cushion around it kind of. Did they, you know, rather yeah, than Yeah,
2: so so it's really interesting. In two thousand and one the Federative International Committee on Anatomical Terminology actually declared it the female prostate. Yeah, oh, Really?
0: We have a prostate! <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Wait, what,
2: what year was this?
1: 1991.
2: 1991. No, 91. Okay, 2001. No, 2001. Interesting. So, so now, now, this is actually a group of ex- experts that they have kind of a, an international authority, and yet there's a lot of researchers and scientists who don't seem to have gotten that news flash and are still <laughs> arguing <laughs> about <laughs> whether or not there is a prostate. Huh. Huh. It's um,
1: interesting, this this desire to really define it as so different. Um, I well, mean, it seems logical that it wouldn't are a, be.
2: Why well, I mean, bodies there a public yeah.
1: condition in the medical
2: field? It right. really is. We're, we're just, you know, the whole thing about is an orgasmic birth possible? That's, you know, that's really uh, considered controversial by some people. Well, I've, right. I've, I've
0: heard heard of, of, I know people who have had them.
1: Well, I think it's just frustrating yeah. that it's controversial. You're like, oh, why? Yeah. Why I've, does it need to be up I've, for debate? You're like, just let a woman have it or not. If she says she had it, <laughs>
0: she freaking had it,
1: right?
2: <laughs> well, you know, somebody is, um, as as um, well known and um, and I think um, respected as Dr. Christiana Northrop says All there right. is, but <laughs> but that does not mean that there is consensus. With the researchers and 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 all of the uh, medical authorities that are bound. What I find is really interesting about the female body is how hotly contested its various functions and structures are. It seems to me that by now we ought to know. Right. And the the, you know it's the um, female ejaculation has been in the literature since Aristotle's time. That's three hundred BC. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's not I know new. I know. <laughs> right, right. There's, there's a, there's a tribe in Uganda that where the, uh, the young women have to learn how to ejaculate before they can get married.
1: Ah, wow. Yeah, there you go. But,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, I, but, but for some reason, we're still arguing about whether or not it happens. Right, and we're arguing about if it does happen, is it, is it ejaculate or is
1: it pee? Yeah, so right, which seems derogatory in itself. It like does. the argument is to just again kind of establish some sort of shame around it.
0: Yeah, it does. Let's take a break. Um, we're talking with Veronica Minet. She is author of the book *Sex Secrets of Escorts*. Uh, She's also a certified sexologist, certified sex educator, and anger management specialist. And we're talking about female ejaculate more when we come back. Uh, We have a lot of questions about that. And then we'll get on to talking about um, anger and how we can improve ourselves and our relationships with it.
1: Pushing boundaries with TNA.
0: Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A, and we're probing conventional thought and questioning your mainstream beliefs tonight on female ejaculation. And with other Veronica wonderful Monet. Wonderful things with the wonderful Veronica Monet. Veronica, are you there?
2: I'm here. Miss Monet. <laughs>
0: All right. We were just talking. Our sound guy is like, You got me tonight. He's totally tuned in. So I, we were talking. I have some questions about. Um, we're talking about female ejaculation, and, you know, there's a lot of you know, debate over it and science hasn't confirmed whether or not it exists and all that kind of bad stuff. But w- can you guys explain to me the anatomy of it a little bit? Because I really don't understand.
2: Well, yeah, you know, and, and actually the anatomy of it is kind of still up for grabs. So here's, here's some theories that go on. And again, I don't I don't understand exactly why we can't get this one. Um, nailed down, but it could be, in all fairness to the researchers, some of this could be because of the fact that women's bodies do vary so much. But the recent research that just hit the Internet this week was trying to assert that female ejaculate is basically pee. It's urine. Hmm. And they're basing that premise on the fact that it has some of the components of urine, like creatinine and urea. Okay, mm-hmm. those are those are contained in uh, urine, but so is ammonia. Um, they didn't find any ammonia, and if they did, they didn't document it. And, and furthermore, they found something in it that doesn't occur in urine, and that is a form of um, prostatic fluid. Huh. Okay, so you don't get prostatic fluid without a prostate. That's true, and. So the thing is, is that women's bodies have been documented to produce this, and if it's getting into the bladder, it suggests that the female prostate might actually um, empty into the bladder. Right. Now, there's been, been some studies where, the, and, and, it, and their study, they had only seven women, which is not actually statistically significant, but they mm-hmm. had seven women <laughs> in their study, and they had them... Uh, void, you know, that's emptying their bladders before they um, ejaculated. Mm-hmm. And and still the women were able to produce uh, copious quantities of ejaculate. Right, the bladder's and, filled
0: in between, right?
2: Yes. And mm-hmm. so, so they said, okay, the bladder filled up and so it must be urine. But th- that's not a scientific conclusion. I
0: it, agree. There's a need, lot of questions they, there.
2: They need to prove that that fluid that came out of the bladder actually was secreted by the kidneys. And I mm. very much doubt that's the case because of the fact that they found prostatic fluid in there. Um,
0: and I also so wonder about the, the volumes of the different, like, the urea and the uric acid and whatnot. Like, are they just traces? Is, I mean, I gather I would think that they're probably less amounts than what would be in standard pee because a lot of women say that there's no smell. So,
2: uh, yeah, exactly, and not only that, but there there was some research done um that um the women took a blue dye that turns the urine blue,
1: okay, mm. and then.
2: And then the woman ejaculated and the ejaculate was not blue. Well, and it
1: also seems like the same way that you have waste products in your intestines, like urine is also the, is a waste product. Like your body is filtering it out.
0: toxin. Right. Mm. To filter out the
1: toxins. So, so right. Why would you secrete toxins from a different area? Like it's not. Efficient. Right. It's efficient to urinate it out, and it's efficient to.
2: Well, <laughs> well and, and I could, You asked about my personal experience. I I can tell you um, that I um, have. I'm one of these people who produces a strong smell after ingesting asparagus.
1: Right. My mm-hmm. urine. Uh, I urine. do Me I. too. I know yeah, everyone. Event, yeah. My God. I haven't met right. someone who doesn't.
2: <laughs> so so I can I can go to the bathroom. I can smell the, that asparagus in the urine. And then I can go to bed right afterwards and make love and ejaculate a cup and a half on a, a, a towel. A cup and a half.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm one of those. Okay, I, is that, that was normal? Like, this was my, <laughs> no, my one puddle experience was like that. I only had it happen to me once, and I don't know why it never happened again.
0: That's a lot of fluid, you guys.
2: I'm telling you, it's it's kind of uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> wow do you do you, okay like knowing that that's going to happen do you kind of accommodate for it are you like time to pull out the tarp or how do you <laughs> <laughs> uh well how do you, you know, address some
2: it pe- some people do have special shades i just get out a towel it's, and then you know that smart if, if, if not all of it hits the towel because sometimes i can shoot out like three or four feet really um yes oh. if that happens then i just. I
1: mean, so what? It's sex, for God's sake. It's, it's all bad. worth it. Sure. Well, like I'll say, when I'm on my period, I will use a towel as well. I will, well. too. <laughs> One that's actually the same color. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: <laughs> so, so maybe this is something uh, we yeah. need to, yeah, accommodate for. Interesting. But, and
2: you know, that women's bodies are messy. I was just watching a program about breastfeeding last night, and these women were um, expressing breast milk during sex. And they were they were talking about shooting in a farm. They were shooting their breast milk out, three or four. No three. way! I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. That's kind of wild.
0: Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. I've never been pregnant, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. that would it's kind of strangely just, erotic it, to me. It is. <laughs> it, it really goes against our female culture, doesn't it? We're not supposed to belch or fart or do anything or shoot breast I milk out of part. your
1: boobs when you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, body, but that's our, no our,
2: fun. Our are actually
1: really
2: produce
1: a lot of fluid they do
0: yeah and we need to embrace it a little bit more i think so perhaps yeah. my question- will all be Absolutely. happier if we do yeah and here okay so here's a question is for me i feel like i'm uh, unfortunately or fortunately either way i i'm a type a perfectionist kind of person so now that i see this thing as a goal like okay i've never you know ejaculated before and i want to I want to, like, I want to get there and do it and like achieve this goal, which is silly. I know, but, um, I have to say, like, it does make me feel a little inadequate. And so my question is beyond, I don't know. I mean, is there a reason? Is there a reason?
1: Can we get the training manual from the girls in Uganda? (laughs) Okay, you the know, girls in Uganda. I gonna...
2: want to find a picture or a video <laughs> of the girls in Uganda. I really do, and I was all over the internet today trying Somebody to find get one
0: them like a book food. deal for sure. That would be
2: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. But there is there is um, a, a woman who I consider um, the authority on the topic. Her name is Deborah Sundahl, and the last name is spelled S-U-N-D-A-H-L. Deborah Sundahl, and she's got a book called "Female Ejaculation in the G Spot." And um, it's not only scientifically just chock full of information, but she teaches classes on this. Um, Interesting. All, she also did a video, how to female ejaculate. There we go. So, I'm yeah, So anybody who's actually interested in that, I would I would recommend that you you know um, search her out. I know she she travels around. I think she even has some online offerings, and um, she she really is kind of other thinking that every woman has the right to ejaculate. So Yeah. Can I, can I ask you? I, mean, I, I, I say everyone has that right, but I don't want to put pressure on women to, to fill an like they have
1: feel inadequate
2: or feel like they have to right. do that. Well, and it sounds and like I, it was
1: a natural thing for you. Do you find that? So I think you mentioned it It does increase your orgasms or it kind of goes hand in hand with better orgasms. Right. Do you, do you find that? I you know, like I told
2: you, I'm 55. My orgasmic journey has a lot of different twists and turns in it. And that female ejaculation was really important to me in the beginning. Um, at this point, yes, I, have, I do need to do it. I'm sorry. But if I don't do it periodically, I, I think I must get the, the female equivalent of blue balls well, or yeah, something. I, I <laughs> thought you were going
1: to say that. <laughs> I had a, a blue balls it's, experience it's, this weekend.
2: It's It's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> But um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: but I I would not consider it my most intense orgasm at this point. Actually, I'm I'm way into uh, sacred sex and and uh, Kundalini at this point. Mm-hmm. So my most intense orgasms are more about that kind of raising the chakra energy um, and doing tantric sex. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah. So so what? Okay, <laughs> we're going from like. Wonderful! That's great. You're into Kundalini and tantric sex. That's that's amazing. Back to the female ejaculation.
2: It is not a totally different topic. I'm going to make I'm going to make that segue for you. Okay. Okay. How can you female ejaculate? Well, I was just talking about how messy women's bodies are because you know we we menstruate and we give birth and we can our breasts produce milk and we can ejaculate and our vaginal fluids. I mean, we're just messy. That's what we are.
0: I like and
2: the idea of, you and know, we're fluids. trying so hard to sanitize that and control it and contain it and pretend that we're not. And right in line with that goes with our anger. And I actually um, I taught a workshop. It wasn't a how-to female ejaculate workshop. It was, a, it was a sexuality workshop, and I brought couples in, and they would actually have sex. I, these were small groups. I never had more than about three or four couples because I was working um, – with each each couple. While wow, they were um, having and, sex. Yeah. So okay. this one woman, had she had ejaculated in the past, but she hadn't been able to ejaculate for six months. And I very quickly saw the dynamic between her and her partner was that he just kept telling her, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal. And I'm not talking about the ejaculation, just anything she had a problem with, anything she was pissed off about, anything that annoyed her, he'd tell her to calm down and not worry about it. Huh? So... So Which seems like a logical him, response stop. from a
0: partner. <laughs> I
2: told him, stop talking to her. And um, I started talking to her while he was going down on her. And I told her, I said, I, I want to tell you how perfect and how beautiful you are. And I want you to scream, no. Really? <laughs> yes. And so she started screaming no at the top of her lungs. And she finally ejaculated. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, uh-huh. wait a second, Wait a second,
0: okay, so he's going down on her first of all,
2: yes.
0: this therapy is
2: very <laughs> yeah, interesting,
0: <I> like <laughs> back
2: <it's> <laughs> trouble former escort for God's sake <laughs> I
0: know which I like, and you and you you were there in that industry for for a while um and I love the experience, yeah, and I love the experience you bring to it.
1: What's the reverse psychology there? I mean, I feel like, what, yeah, you know, exactly. why does she need to say it no? It wasn't reverse psychology. This guy was pissing her off. Why? He was dismissing her. her anger? Yeah. I was helping her get in touch with her anger. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because she had silenced it. See, she had silenced it. He had silenced it. The right. good
2: girl overlay had silenced it. And And what I really think a lot of times is that if women... Or if they do have the anatomy to support ejaculation and can't access the ejaculate, I think a lot of that is suppression of their rage and their anger. And if you're a woman in this world, you're not angry. You're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. There's lots of things to be angry about, sisters. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so, Yeah, that's something that... Yeah, so getting in touch with that really—that—that that really worked for her. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but I—I I think a lot of times we're, we're holding in our sadness and not crying, or we're holding in our anger and we're not expressing that, and then you know, everything gets tamped down. Your laughter isn't as good, your orgasms aren't as good, huh. um, because so it—it it, all—it all gets. Camped can't into one place.
0: Right. So it could be possible that if, it's, if, if you're a woman and you're not ejaculating, that perhaps you, there's emotional block beyond yeah, just the yeah, physical yeah, know-how.
2: It, it, exactly. And, and, and more than anything, see, the reason I wanted her to get angry is because I could tell that she was holding everything in. Hmm. She's, she, she's holding in her emotions.
1: She's holding in her ejaculate.
2: There's, right. It's just no permission for it to come out.
1: Right. Hmm. huh and do you think interesting I don't know about about the dynamic that's uh is that something that well that's almost getting personal is that something that can change in the relationship you what know you mean? like these things that she's holding in I mean I sure this of is, course you can change this that. is a big issue that I, I I talk a lot about on our show which is this whole idea where people love to say well you know women don't orgasm a lot and I'm like yeah that means something's wrong like yeah, to me, it I doesn't, agree. I don't think, you know, I think that there's a cultural assumption that, well, it's hard for women to orgasm. So, you know, don't worry about it. You don't need to. And I'm, and I'm going, uh, uh yeah, you do. And that just means you need to work on it and you, and that's, it needs yeah, attention. support it. Right. And, and yeah, they're, you're probably holding in your emotions and, and all these things, you know, I mean, I know that yeah, the well only. That's, that's, that's part of it. And then
2: I think another part of it is just our pornified culture at this point of, you know, if, if you're going to watch pornos and try to figure out how to come that way, good luck. Yeah, exactly, um, no and, and
0: that book, is yeah. sex education in America. <laughs> so, but <Well, and laughs>
2: even but even less, less so for women. A lot of people are watching pornographic films and saying, "Okay, that's how you have sex." And you know, I've 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 been in a few myself, and uh, and produced a couple, and mm. I, you know, I tried to make my stuff as realistic as I possibly could, but it's still. It's still video, okay? Right. <laughs> it's supposed
1: to so, have that visual stimulation. Right.
2: So, yeah, and the stuff that's produced
1: by the, the big houses,
2: um, they don't really try to make it accurate. They try to make it um, entertaining. So, right. you know, I mean, come on. We all know if a guy ejaculates on a girl's back, she's not going to actually have an orgasm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but that's the money shot. Yeah, and exactly. There's a lot of a lot of things um, that are done for that that don't actually work in real life. Women need a lot of foreplay. Yeah, and well.
1: I, it's just really sad to me that we're not focusing more on that too. So. Right, like it's actually quite an easy solution. Like start with the back rub, and then it's you know game on.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for me, it's it's like it, it. For me, it really is a mental. Th- in the beginning, like my foreplay begins way before even, you know, like an emotional connection, a mental
2: stimulation or connection. Exactly, so so when we talk about um, anger, uh, being able to um, actually form, uh, you know, help inform a partnership and uh, improve one's uh, love life, I think that um, a lot of times women will feel like they're it's kind of up to them to pretend that things don't bother them when it does. And, Mm. um, you know, I don't know, are we born this way or is this just a cultural thing? But it does tend to be that with men, a lot of times, sex will make them feel like they've gotten closure on the argument. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Whereas the woman will often go, we need closure on this before we're going to have sex.
1: So, (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right, right, and they're, right, and they're using true, it yeah. more to, ha- to have communication, whereas the yeah. woman wants to I, enjoy it as a treat uh, almost after you've gotten over the issue.
0: Right, like you can't, like, uh, yeah, like you need to get over the emotional stuff so that you can connect physically, for me don't you, anyway.
2: Don't you think, though, that, I mean, if your body's the one that's going to get penetrated, don't you think that level of vulnerability kind of dictates that you're going to need to have a clearing of all your emotions before you can go there.
0: I agree. I I do. And you know what? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think women get a rap for being being emotional and sensitive. And it pisses me off, actually, because I feel like uh, there's a reason. There's a reason women are sensitive. And there's a reason why we might need to clear that emotion before, yes, penetration and before deeper connection. And I think it behooves both parties.
2: That's, I think so, too, and the way our bodies are um, constructed is just a marvelous thing, but it's, it's a really quite a symphony, if you will, because everything gets involved sexually with a woman. Her um, her um, vaginal canal is just part of it, and, and a lot of times, couples are looking for lubrication uh, so that they can uh, achieve penetration. Mm-hmm. But some of the things that get ignored around that are like even the, um, there's something called the vestibular bulbs, which run just underneath the surface of the vulva.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, they run right alongside the legs of the clitoris. And the legs of the clitoris extend all the way down to um, the um, opening of the vagina. So the, the clitoris is huge underneath the skin. And uh, right next to that are the vestibular bulbs. And really, for a woman to really enjoy penetration, um, the best way is to make sure that entire area is really swollen and puffy. Hmm. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people don't even know what the vestibular bulbs are, first of all. And
1: so we finally got the guys aware of the fact that they're clitoris. Uh, and G I, spot. I did not know about the vestibular bulbs, but you calling it puffy, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, yes. I'm like, puffy, I, I know. Yeah, I'm like, puffy is familiar. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, that's good. You want to be puffy. If you're puffy, then it's going to feel a lot better. If you're not puffy. right? <laughs>
0: yeah, good luck. Then
2: you can you could be wet, but you're not really ready.
1: Right. Right, it's not, you're not having heightened pleasure. It's like, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Veronica Monet, who's a certified sexologist and a sex educator and anger management specialist. And we're going to talk more about tapping
1: into your rage for better sex.
0: Exactly. Well said, T. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, pushing boundaries with TNA. Tweet us, we'll be right back.
0: Tweet us at TA sex Talk.
1: Listening to pushing boundaries with TNA. I'm T,
0: and I'm A, and we are probing conventional thought tonight on we're, female education. We're Jack- pushing
1: con- boundaries <laughs> <laughs> on conventional thought. But we can
0: probe convention- We can probe your. Hey, what's wrong? We can probe. You're right. I'm probing. are right.
1: Probing. We're penetrating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking with Veronica Monet, uh, sexologist extraordinaire, and.
1: Um, where can and we find some of her stuff?
0: We can find it. Veronica is here with us. And we can find it on the shamefreezone.com. She has amazing articles there. Her blogs are so informative and wonderful. And uh, she's. we've been talking tonight all day about f- female ejaculation. Mm-hmm.
1: And ultimately, I like how it's it segued to if, it, if you are an ejaculator and it kind of goes away, does that show that you aren't letting out your feelings and emotions and maybe your frustrations. Yeah.
0: Or the, if you're not ejaculating, maybe there's some repression and, you know, you're h- holding on and not letting right. go. Veronica.
1: Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like our song choice? <laughs> yes. so, let's, so let's take that whole anger thing one step further
2: and we let's know Let's do uh, that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we all want great sex and we also want to have uh, great relationships and a lot of times I think we we look at our anger as kind of an, an inconvenient emotion uh and a problematic one, like it's going to just create problems. Oh, no, I'm pissed off, or she's pissed off, or he's pissed off. And and um, can't we just forget about this? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's step behind this.
0: Mm-hmm. There's kind of
2: this rush to get it over with, get rid of it, move on away from it. Yes, and I like to I like to invite the couples that I work with actually to go into it,
1: mm.
2: um, and it really starts seeing those ir- irritations, frustrations, and and anger, and even rage um, as guideposts, you know, signposts to what's going on in your life and in the relationship, and and a gift to the partnership. So if if you're not resistant to actually exploring it, and and the the way that you're not going to be resistant to exploring the anger is if you've got tools to deal with it. If you don't have tools, and most of us don't because we haven't been taught, it's not in the culture. You know, in the culture, it's it's really more about flaming, blowing up, and then saying you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. But to me, I'm sorry usually, you know, comes down to, and I'm going to do it again. Um, so if, right. If i If I've taken responsibility for my behavior and I don't think that being angry justifies doing something harmful or hurtful, um, then we've got a better chance of opening up a dialogue about my feelings. You know, I'm I'm angry or, or you're angry. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's explore it. Let's find out what's behind the anger, if anything. Sometimes we're just really pissed off. And other times we're angry because we don't want to be sad. Right. or we don't want to be scared. So anger can be both a primary emotion and a secondary emotion. And um, it's just information. It's beautiful information. And so we want it. We want to find out what it has to say. Because if I don't find out what I really feel, and then um, I try to move forward with my partner in life, there's ways in which we're disconnected. We're not really connected. We're not fully partnered. It's going to come up again, right, um, right. because that anger is going to go one or two directions. It's going to go towards me, which is more likely to turn into depression or some kind of addictive behavior. Maybe I'll start overeating or watching too much TV. and some way, I'm just trying to shut myself down. Hmm. And the other hmm. way is that it's going to turn into a resentment, which means, you know, look out because... At least a little bit of trouble in our relationship and it's going to rear its ugly head again and you're going to hear about it all over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so my, it's better to deal with it when it comes up. What I found through my own personal experience of doing this, I basically had to do this. I had to do this because I got sober uh, shortly after I got out of college. I got sober in 1985. Mm-hmm. And the only way you get... 29 years of sobriety is you got to be honest about your feelings and you got to deal with them on a daily basis. So I did that and I, was, um, I first started healthy. working with this in my marriage. I was married for 15 years and we were both sober and so we were always working with our feelings. And I found that every time we made headway on the emotional honesty in our relationship and really working through those issues, our sex life would improve. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so I thought, well, that's fascinating. Nobody told me about that side effect. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Like you ding, me ding, call? ding. Yeah, exactly. So that, so I started teaching this in workshops. This is when I, I started these, uh, the sex workshops and that's, yeah, I did. I taught workshops about well, this that's and interesting. it involved like the first the first two hours of the workshop, I'd have these couples get angry at each other, and then the next two hours, they'd make love. Well,
0: well. <laughs> that's a cool workshop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, come do this workshop with me. That's one, that's one you... the guys will come to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How did you yeah, get them? The thing, is, the thing is, they almost always had a breakthrough sexual experience.
1: Yeah, how did you so. get them to like break through the rage? I feel like there'd be a lot of resistance initially. Yeah,
0: in fact I think that I would probably have it myself yeah, if I were there. Like I'm I'd be like, to this. fuck you I don't want to have sex with you.
1: Yeah, no, I, well, not even that, but I just mean to even <laughs> tap into the rage. Like oh. I am a huge offender of like sitting on it going, I'm fine, nothing's wrong, no, I'm not gonna express anger. Why don't oh, we talk about it like civilized T. adults? I'm not gonna raise my volume.
0: So T, you Val? you're very civilized uh-huh. and I'm a raging lunatic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Veronica, what do you do with us. If yeah. we come into your workshop yes yeah, so so I guess t- yeah
2: well if you were if you were in my workshop then we would actually be working through exercises to get there so um it's not something i don't this is the thing I'm not just recommending the couples go home and, and uh, extrapate uh, their anger on each other and you know just a bunch of catharsis a bunch of blind Right. You know, yelling, screaming, throwing things and then okay, now let's have sex. No Right, um, right.
0: Because that's not that's not what you're talking about. Uh, right. No, I mean, you're, you're a
1: safe environment that's, that's, that's like borderline. Violence. So how can um, you how
0: <laughs> can you let yourself tap into the anger without simply expressing it, you know, and letting yourself yeah. go into the right, pr- feeling pr- of it? Productive anger. Yeah. How, how do you, well, how can you what's
2: the difference? So I I I teach a lot of different uh, techniques around anger. and, and In fact, um, I teach eight different steps of anger management. Um, but I, what I'd like to, you know, I know we don't have a lot of time, and that's mm. a whole course anyway. Right. sure, of course. But
1: there's
2: <laughs> some, some, some quickies that I'd, I'd love to share with your your listeners. One of them is um, something I called Show Me Your Movie. Hmm. And um this this is actually something that my partner taught me um he himself has been a a coach and facilitator of groups and so an exercise that um that um he taught me and it's worked really well in our relationship and so I started sharing it with my clients and it's worked really well for my clients. Now, in show me your movie, basically what you do is each partner gets to share how they saw it how they experienced it, what they felt, and what they thought, and the other one just gets to listen. Wow! And knowing you're gonna you're gonna take turns with this, and what you have to do is to spend the assumption that somebody's right and somebody's wrong. That that there was actually something that really did happen, and there's something that didn't happen. You have to throw that out of the window. What I always tell couples is, you know, I love debating the facts. I brought it out a lot of facts during this radio interview, but when I go home to my partner, there are no facts, just mm. feelings. Mm. Mm. And the reason for that is because this is where most people get stuck, is in, that's not what you said. I know exactly what I said. Oh, mm-hmm. you, no, you don't. And Which is pretty much okay. just defense
0: and keeping yourself from <laughs> tuning into feeling. You're right. You're right. 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 right.
2: So, so when I work with couples, I ask them to tell tell me, I want to hear your movie. And they go, well, I don't know if I'm going to get it right. And I go, if it's your movie, you're right. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. that does and I, I totally expect you guys to disagree. That's half
1: the fun. <laughs>
2: and, <laughs> yeah, very and, interesting and to not, see the
1: discrepancies. I am yeah. not,
2: I'm not interested in finding out what really happened. I could care less what really happened. What like, I care about is what you think happened and how you feel about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. And, and and if you approach it that way, no one has to be right. The, everyone just wants their feelings to be heard. Well, well, I yes. Think.
2: And 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 so if if you're really going to do show me your movie, not only do you have to suspend the idea that somehow or another your partner is right or you're wrong or you're wrong right and they're wrong, but you also have to suspend your perspective and really put yourself in theirs. So while they're sharing their story. It's okay to laugh and cry. It's just like you would if you were at a movie. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And because your your turn's coming, your turn's going to, you're (laughs) going to get to share your movie and your partner's going to be able to show up for you that way too. What what ends up happening after this exercise is nobody really cares what happened anymore. Hmm. And oftentimes, they don't even really care about solving the quote-unquote problem because the problem was, they didn't feel heard. Right, right, yeah.
0: And so that—that's how it can lead to a deepening of your your intimacy and your sex.
2: Yes, exactly. Oftentimes, there's like this this uh, emotional relief afterwards. If you really get me, oh, you hurt me. You know what? Yeah, that's mm. exactly how it was for me. And oh, and I get you and. You know, you're not really so strange or weird after all, now that I see it from your perspective. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right, yeah.
2: And, yeah, suddenly you remember why you fell in love.
0: <laughs> I like this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah.
0: I, you know, I really like the idea of uh, what you said earlier, just in general about this topic, about seeing anger as a guidepost, which, to me allows me gives me the permission i suppose to allow anger to exist because i think you're right i think there is so much suppression and
1: yeah well and pressure to not and pressure to to not not feel that way and so express it
0: exactly and so even if i or deny like i come from a very colorful family and and so expressing our anger was normal and uh anyway so so i a lot of times i feel really bad obviously and it's something i've gotten under control i'm not crazy don't get me wrong but uh but i do feel like most of the damage comes from beating myself up you know mm. and then it pulls me away from partnership and i'm sure i'm not the only one doing this so um so the idea of like allowing anger to exist and acknowledging it as a part of our humanity and seeing it as this helpful guidepost, then I'm not, it you know, it doesn't it it takes out the resistance to the anger and then the self, whatever the, self, the
1: self-flagellation <laughs> exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, so that's. And if no, you think about your anger as something that um, it's kind of like a wind. I think about um, if I were sailing on the ocean. Um, if I use that wind to generate uh, a, a movement with my sailboat, then I'm going to go somewhere. If, if, however, I don't have um, a sail, the, the wind's very likely just going to toss and turn me and maybe capsize the boat and I'll just drown. Right. And so, us. if if my anger is just exploding all over the place, I'm name calling, I'm slamming doors, I'm shouting, I'm making threats. That's that's gone beyond anger. Now I'm perpetrating. I'm frightening people. I'm alienating people. I'm burning bridges.
0: And your sail is if, not up. If, You're not using your sail. Yeah,
2: exactly. But if if I'm using my sail, then what I'm saying is. I'm really angry right now, and I need to go take a time out until I can talk reasonably, and then I'll come back and I really need um to express myself i need I need you to hear how I feel and what it was mm-hmm. like for me right so that's that's different than you know f you and I'm right leaving.
0: and it's using <laughs> and yeah and it's looking inside your anger to see if there are boundaries that you need to put up or if there's something that you're not seeing that you're being kind of ridiculous about so so i yeah that's that's helpful yeah yeah
2: yeah and I, so
1: so anger's your
2: friend but you got it it's kind of dangerous you got to learn how to use it
1: Um, constructively. Yeah, I mean I feel like you've also hit on an interesting point which is the same way that there isn't a whole lot of well now you can buy guidebooks at sex shops but in the mainstream kind of culture there isn't a lot of guidebooks on helping women orgasm. There's almost no guidance in our society also about how to handle anger. right? No, and that's... For for men and women.
0: Unless you get court ordered anger management issues. Right. You know, unless it's
2: too late. (laughs) It's like secretly a godsend. that's, That's why I took on these two topics because I'm the shame-free zone and I noticed we've got a cultural taboo against sex
1: and anger. And um, mm. I just can't stand it when things are in the closet. When it creates a huge <laughs> imbalance in your in your emotional health. And,
0: and poor sex. Daily life. Yeah. And lack of connection and all of that.
1: Well, I just think about when good sex, how happy it makes me. So if you're not able to do that, I mean, no. <laughs> like, like if that's cut off, you know what I mean? Like what, I don't know. Well, you're right. cut off
0: from yourself. Right, not
1: not hitting the pleasure source.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, Veronica, talk to us about your website's called The Shame Free Zone why it's Call called more 50, about that. Yes, the
2: Shame Free Zone and I've got I've got a podcast by the same name. If you go to iTunes and put in the Shame Free Zone, uh you can find um various different uh interviews that I have done and oh, okay. uh, I've also got a YouTube channel called the Shame Free Zone. Everything I do is the Shame Free Zone. So okay, if you great. just um actually google that, you'll be able to find me all over the place. And um and if any of your listeners are actually interested in learning more about sex and anger, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, not necessarily uh, together, but not
1: necessarily, <laughs> not together. Um, i <laughs> to harness both of them, to, really. Con- yes, they can
2: contact me, um, Veronica, at theshamefreezone.com.
0: Okay, great. And you're located in Northern California, but you do do sessions over phone, right? And Skype?
2: Oh, my God. I have clients around the globe. My, my book's been translated in several different languages, and I have, I have clients almost, well, in Europe, all over Europe, Australia, uh, Romania, I think. Wow,
1: so interesting. So you how around, do, they, I mean, yeah. 80, do they find you through the book being published, or how do, you, how do these clients come to you? I mean, it's so interesting yeah. They, they, they find the
2: YouTube. They find the blog. Or they find
1: uh, the book, yeah. Yeah, and they go, well, yes, I have anger issues. <laughs> Help me express myself. <laughs>
2: well, I, I have a newsletter, so if you go over to my website, you can subscribe to the newsletter and get a free gift.
0: Okay, yeah. we'll do that. And, and I, I, yeah, I have to reiterate, every, I love everything that you write. I think your articles are wonderful, and, uh, and your tone, every, and your tone is fun. It's just great work, mm. so thank you.
1: Well, and really clear too. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the, um, on your blog, creating more intimacy and love with the word no, which brought up a lot of issues for me about about boundaries and drawing your own space, you know, within with your partner and all that. So, right. Check out the blog.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yay.
1: Yay!
0: (laughs) All right. We're talking with Veronica Monet. Um, it's shamefreezone.com is her website, and thank you so much for being with us. And uh, oh, you
1: guys sh- are fun!
0: Oh, Dang thank us. you. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, you're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA, where we push uh, boundaries on conventional thought. Um, All right, I'm T,
0: I'm A, and you can tweet us at ta sex talk. Check out our blog at pushingboundarieswithta.com dot com. Have a great night.
1: Ciao.